0: Watch tentacle porn when i'm alone
1: <laughs> well who does that my friend come on let's not bring tentacle porn into this not hurt nobody five four three two one hello everyone i'm Justin land this is Alexander Heyho, and let's start the show. Uh, ho, what have you been playing recently?
0: Two games, and it was supposed to be three. Uh, so the, the deal is, is that uh, I'm going to play every free Epic game that comes out every week, uh, and then talk about it on the podcast. And the deal. Two, there was two of them. Uh, one of them is called The Lion Song, and it's kind of a 2D... Um, game where you have to compose uh, a piece of art, a musical piece of art, and it got really good reviews, and I just don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my style of game, Uh, but I bit the bullet and I played it for a little while. Um, Too highbrow for you? (laughs) Yeah, it's too (laughs) highbrow. That's a a good way to put it. It's like a fine wine of games. Uh-huh. Uh, the one thing that I will say for it though, is that I found the um, experience to be kind of uh, um, relaxing. Mm.
1: And the audio
0: was done really well. Like the audio was really crisp
1: sounding. So, mm-hmm. um, well, so is it like an atmosphere style game? Did it have a story?
0: Yeah, it's a story um, and it's a point and click type of thing, but you don't okay. like move around by pointing and clicking. It gives you a scene. Yeah. And you have to like yeah. click on different items within that scene Yeah, and there will be a cool. uh, dialogue and narration um, telling you, Oh, this is what you found in the bookshelf. Uh, there's a locked box and then you have to click around to try to find a key. What
1: was in the bookshelf?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Skellington
1: hand, it'd be a good
0: Man. game to take on mushrooms. Yeah. yeah mushrooms. I would say.
1: But, uh. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Did you ever play back in uh, elementary school in America? We'd sometimes play in the computer class. They'd have, like, Arthur game. It was, like, Arthur the cartoon. And it was just, like, these pictures. And you could click on stuff, and it would have, like, a little scene um, play. And, like, you'd click on a mailbox and go, like, boing and pop open. And you could click on the house, and you'd see, like, Arthur
0: like, talking <laughs> with his dad. <laughs> no, we I didn't play that, but it sounds like a blast.
1: Yeah, kind of like, reminds me of that, dude. They were so fun. I don't know, I loved them. There was like a Magic School Bus one. I'm pretty sure.
0: You know what? There I was. Just, like, oh, go but, ahead. Sorry for cutting you off. Oh, no, I was,
1: I was done. I was done.
0: There was a Goosebumps one back in like uh, for Windows ninety five, uh, and it was kind of like that, but it had like real action, uh, like people in it, and it had like graphics, and it was a point and click thing. It was really weird. Oh, man. That brings back a lot of memories. Nostalgia. It was actually like a
1: Goosebumps porno. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Goosebumps. It was something like kind of in that uh, hokey horror genre. You just see like that dummy fucking like one of those reptile aliens. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah. I'm the 5 penis fingered monster in your <laughs> the- closet. <laughs> yeah, dude.
0: It had stuff like that. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the Lion Song, uh, came out in 2016, uh, what's listed on the Wikipedia, uh, near the top of the list, which is kind of rare, uh, is the composer, uh, mm. so, so that and alone just kind of tells you that's a big part of the game. Uh, is their name, and the developer,
1: like- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, is the basic music, like, is it classical, is it, like, jazzy? It's like orchestral
0: yeah Okay. Um, yeah, and then uh the developer is me poo me games sounds like an indian company
1: um, yeah <laughs> me yeah. poo on me Games. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah um but yeah 9 out of 10 on steam 4.5 out of 5 on google play 81 percent metacritic and if i had to rate it i'd probably give it like a like a 4 out of 10 ah it's it's just not my style and speaking of which the game that i was supposed to play another one the second free epic games and if you're interested in this game it's out this week right now um is nba 2k1 and i downloaded it and i couldn't bring myself to actually play it um it just looks so bad and i'm not a big basketball video game player so um but if you look at Steam, let me see here, it's got mostly negative reviews out of twenty one thousand five hundred reviews. Um someone on here, like the top raid comment, they were saying how it's just a copy and paste of the last uh NBA game. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's just
1: um it's well I I've played it like uh before and um yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit here with FIFA 21 as well. But, um, well, ac- it's actually it maybe even worse than FIFA because uh, the big problem is, like, even if you're playing single-player mode, like the classic, like, just legend mode or whatever, like, I'm playing my character um, and trying to make him, like, the best, you know, from, like, rookie, like, the best player. Um, Even that... uh is designed in such a way where it wants you to spend money to gain stats in the single player part of the game. Yeah. Um and that that part of the game has gotten worse and worse. And then if the fact that especially on PC, um it's like on PC it's all hackers. Like they don't do anything to regulate the <laughs> online game. And so people will just like be make like giants like and fuck the physics up and then just be super fast and score every shot. Um, there's actually some funny YouTube videos on that uh, but yeah and then yeah the classic sports game problem where they do absolutely nothing to improve any mode outside of pay more money to play the game mode um, but yeah that's it's annoying it might be one of the worst
0: uh, sports games uh, even for all that Chinese money you'd think that they'd be able to put out a better game than that you'd think so <laughs> Uh, so, uh, before we get on to my third game, which is a game we've both been playing, um, mm-hmm. other than FIFA, have you been playing anything else?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been playing a few. I'm, I'm going to actually just talk about FIFA though real quick. Because mm-hmm. I'd say the difference with FIFA is, is that, um, whereas it tries to push you into the FUT mode, which is like the trading cards and unlock packs, and then uh, play people you know with a totally unfair advantage if you spent thousands of dollars. It's um, uh, so stupid. I I, it, I have zero draw to that mode. Like, I don't really like playing FIFA online if it's not with people I know. Um, so luckily, I don't. I'm not hooked by that. But that's where like all the money goes, and people are um, definitely have problems with that mode. But at least I can play the single player mode, which has not been updated in like eight years, which is uh, another problem with it. But at least I can play that mode by myself um, and not have to pay money to improve my character. Like so, at least compared to like 2K, um, it's not that fucking horrible. If you're not drawn to those kind of open pack game mechanic, uh, casino um, addiction things, uh, then it can still be kind of a fun game. The problem is, it just yeah, it never um, improves upon itself. Uh, Outside of graphics and some game engine updates, I do kind of like the way uh, this one plays compared to um, maybe like eighteen seventeen
0: so does uh, so that has the uh, the pay scheme as well, where it's like you can pay for better stats. No no, no. that's just nBA two k one yeah, this one you pay to open packs to get
1: better characters oh. in the in the uh, football ultimate team. Um, game mode but that's totally that's an online uh, game mode.
0: Gotcha. Yeah well NBA 2K1 is $60 like unless you get it on mm-hmm. Epic for free um, mm-hmm. so for $60 and then you get in the game and they try to make you spend a bunch more money to be able to compete online. Or grind or grind, or grind for a grind. long time. Is, is the, do you know if the grind is reasonable or is it like no, it's not. oh it's not. man that's shitty. That's fucked up. I, I do not agree with that
1: At all. Like, there's ways to cheese it. Like, um, you can... uh, Basically, people make characters with specific builds and height and size to, like, cheese the stats. Um, So you can kind of do that, and then it's much easier to just score really fast and just dominate the game, get, like, 70 points, all the rebounds, and boost your stats a little bit faster that way. But, uh, yeah, overall, they... It would still take like three seasons to make like a three or four seasons to make a fully maxed character, um, and if you're trying to grind that out to go play online, um, I mean, it's that's a long, that's a lot of game time. Oh, I see.
0: Well, maybe you know, maybe they know their target market. Maybe uh, the people who play their games, like NBA Two K One, maybe uh, it's an older demographic who has more money and uh, who doesn't have Is it. A- I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying to think of how they could
1: rationalize
0: selling no, a sixty dollars game.
1: Yeah. Well, basketball is. Well, they rationalize it because it's money in their pocket. They probably make more money doing this than they would lose. People, you know, making a shittier product.
0: Well, it's got but, mostly uh, negative, mostly negative reviews on Steam, and I think that's probably one yeah, of the
1: reasons why. Yeah, that's kind of what, like, what I was uh, driving at. Is that. Yeah, like clearly people are dissatisfied with it. Yeah. Um, but I do think basketball is like one of the fastest growing and youngest audiences in sports. So I think I'd be surprised if um, if 2K would, had an older um, demographic. Well, let's talk about a Good Game now. <laughs> let's, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we've both been playing Subnautica Below Zero. Uh, would you like to start <laughs> uh, talking about that?
1: Sure. Uh,. I've just got the sea truck, um, and the high capacity tank, but I haven't gotten the ultra yet. So I just started going to the twisty forest, um, kind of getting into the geysers. I've got to the island, um, with the radio tower. And so, uh, I've just, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. It's definitely more compact. Like the biomes are a lot closer than they seem at first. Um... I understand that there's like a big land part now too, cause like I got one piece to like Arctic Fox and it was clearly like a land vehicle or something. So it seems like there's a lot of land to explore, which will be interesting. Um, and yeah, I'm love it. Like the music's uh, still great. The atmosphere is still great. Um, maybe even better in some ways. Uh, I, I don't know. it. I, I will say so far though, the enemies, um, seem a little less intimidating a little less scary than uh previous like in the previous one i think maybe it's because i've been used to them but i feel like it's kind of that dark souls thing where you can just swim in circles around them infinitely until they give up and all their like attacks and stuff are fairly predictable to see coming you know they're pretty telegraphed but overall yeah I'm just definitely loving the experience haven't hit any um roadblocks to uh enjoying it you know the progression feels good the sense of discovery is there like and also too like with the design of this one it almost leads you towards the areas that it wants you to go better like uh um potential spoilers but you find this like artifact cave fairly early on um and you kind of see these pillars with blinking lights, and you're like, oh, what's that? Swim, 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 and it's like, oh, there's more over here. And so it does a good job of, without telling you where to go, without having little map markers, uh, intuitively showing you the direction to take um, with the environmental detail.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, I was actually pretty impressed with that myself, the way the developers handled that. And uh, just that kind of magic hand, that guiding hand that the developers yeah. sometimes have, where a lot of times it's not that secretive. Like, that's one thing I don't like about a lot of games where it's like, okay, this is super linear. This is exactly the route that I'm supposed to be on. But in Subnautica, Below Zero, and the first one as well, you know, it just kind of feels like you're alone and there's no developer guiding you. But really, the de- there is a developer secretly. Yeah, the invisible you. hand. Yeah, the invisible hand. Yeah.
1: yeah. I call that the stranger. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I have almost 20 hours in uh to Subnautica below zero. Um at about two and a half hours, I consciously uh was mindful of my different milestones. So two and a half hours in, and uh I had a base that I'm still using 20 hours into the game, so it took me only about two and a half hours to get all the materials and all that stuff to make a a, a mid-game base, and it's been a uh, good sized and everything. At about 10 hours would, in,
1: would you start? Would you start with the base? Sorry, I cut your flow. Uh, would you start with base-wise?
0: i uh, just just um one of those uh, cylindrical, uh a couple of those cylindrical. 13.
1: Multi-purpose room?
0: Yeah, a multi-purpose room uh, with a scanner and a control room attached to it. And I think I had a couple other rooms for my very first base next to the drop pod. That was my very first base. Yeah. That's where mine is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then my second... Oh, go ahead. I found a large guy. So I put down a large one. Well, I had like the multi-purpose room and I made a tiny one. And then I found the large component guy. So I just slapped that down and then I put a monsoon room. And I had that before I found the sea truck or the vehicular um, module to build it. Mm. So like, it was like, I don't know if I found them in the right order or not, but... There's no right order, I don't think. It's just... Well, yeah. Yeah,
0: as you stumble across the... And it's gonna be different for everybody. You know, I think I found the sea truck... Well, no, I did find the large compartment first uh, before I found all the sea truck fragments. Um, but then the second base, uh, the one that I had built two and a half hours in, it was two, uh, large rooms, uh, sat sat side by side, with a moon pool, a scanner room, a control room, and I think that's, I think that's about it, and that's lasted me 20 hours into the game. And then about 10 hours in, I had all the pieces to make the prawn suit, and once you get the prawn suit, um, it becomes much more easy to dive deeper down, um, the uh, mod for the uh, diving down deeper that you can put into the prawn suit—it's cheaper to build than the mods for the sea uh, truck. Um, but just recently, 20 hours in, I've uh, got the the sea truck is a modular system where you've got these different compartments that you can build and attach to the back of the sea truck.
1: Yeah, um, like aquarium
0: and... Aquarium, fabricator, storage.
1: Storage, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I decided that the fabricator and the aquarium uh, weren't important enough to put on my truck. I've got mm-hmm. uh, two storage rooms, a, a sleeper, which is like a bedroom, and in the very back I've got a, a, a compartment that I can attach my prawn suit onto. So, mm-hmm. now I can drive around the map in a mobile base, pretty much um yeah. which is super nice and if nighttime falls i can just go into my sleeper room uh sleep and uh get the nighttime out of the way so oh interesting yeah yeah so it's uh i'm having a lot of fun with it i would give it at this point an eight out of ten um like you were saying hmm. it'd be nice if there were enemies that were uh more formidable and more scary uh it, it just kind of seems a little easy at this point to not die um yeah
1: i saw i haven't seen leviathans yet though so uh
0: yeah i i have and um Mm -hmm. they're not they're not as scary as the one from the first game not even close i I would say um but yeah uh 8 out of 10. uh it's gotten really good reviews on online as well uh let's see here 9 out of 10 on steam 97 percent of google users like it so
1: yeah, I, I like the NPC so far, the one I've met, um, that's really cool to actually see other people. It definitely helps the loneliness of those type of games, I think. Yes. Um, which, a lot of it, that's part of the atmosphere they're trying to create, is this kind of lonely sense of self-determination. Um, but, I don't know, it, I, I think that help, helps a lot, knowing that you're, it, you're not alone in this entire world. Um, there are other people out there uh, surviving as well, and that's one thing too that I thought uh, I thought about uh, the other day was that um, the reason I think the Subnautic is so much better than those other types of uh, survival games was really came down to um, the animations and the like, the way the animals move and are designed, because even Ark like. I like a lot of ARK's mechanics, but it's very lonely in, like, dead world. Like, uh, the animals don't feel real. They don't move real. They, uh... uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, it just doesn't create, like, a a good enough environment for me to stay infested a lot of the time. Uh, Whereas, like, Subnautica, even though, yeah, the patterns of, like, the predators are fairly predictable and stuff, the way everything comes together still feels a lot more, um, a lot better. Uh, so I, I think I think that's why, um, yeah, I, I think that's why that's the one that I, I really go back to. That That's the one I think about when I think of kind of the pinnacle of survival uh, crafting games.
0: See, I'm different. And we, I mean, we, we can agree to disagree here. But with, with Ark, you know, I'm so task oriented i guess uh as as a gamer like I, I like to uh always have stuff to do i guess and in ark it's like uh, you there's so many things to do um it, it, it's almost overwhelming like oh i could tame this i could go out and tame that i could work on my base i could uh work on my raft um i could go try to fight a boss in somnatica it's a little more stale i where it's not as um, there's not as many points out there for you to task orient yourself towards, um, so I guess that would be my uh, my point of view on that. Um, so it, it just feels more lively. Yeah. Arc does. Oh, see, yeah,
1: uh, I, see, I, I actually, yeah, I could not disagree more with that. It definitely is not more lively. It's definitely more task oriented. There's more tasks to do.
0: And, and to me, yeah. that, like, fills the world a little bit better. And I'm not trying to say Subnautica's a bad game. Uh, no, I know. I, I'm yeah. having a lot of fun with it. And I'd actually probably rate them around the same. You know, because the problems that I have with ARK is, you know, it's the glitches. And a lot of that isn't really ARK uh, Wildcard Studios' fault. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I play with... Very them. big game. Well, that and I play with mods. You know, so once you start introducing, you know, 10, 15, 20 different mods... You get all these conflicting issues in the source code or you can at least and it does happen especially if you've got a 500 hour file and there's been time for problems to accumulate so but i mean we don't have to go into arc at all <laughs> yeah. but i mean if we're comparing i would say that they're probably around the same quality just different yeah
1: yeah i don't know Am- ambiance is just so important for me yeah, and Subnautica yeah, has a yeah. lot of that, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely kind of like a master class in that type of ambience, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Audio is so important. You
0: know, um, yeah. for a while I was reviewing games. Uh, nobody nobody watched them. You know, when uh, people want to see a review for a game, they watch IGN or, you know, one of those uh, bigger guys. Um, but I would work hard on them. But, like, one of the, the few things I would bring up all the time is the audio uh, and how yeah. important it is and nobody ever brings up audio in the reviews, even yeah. even the big guys like IGN um, so have you played any other games recently?
1: yeah, yeah um, I just played uh, earlier this morning uh, The Amazing American Circus it's not out yet it's actually in beta you can just go to uh, The Amazing American Circus on Steam and click uh, request to join and then you can just play it uh, right away but it's a card game but also has kind of like a over map like a darkest dungeon where you can upgrade certain uh, things uh, part of your little circus town and you control a circus and you have different characters that have their own sets of cards and uh, different types of circus acts and then you go across this over map and you can go to like Spokane because it starts in Seattle Spokane and then to Helen in Montana and down to Wisconsin, and each like, like time you're doing a card battle with your circus characters versus the audience. So the audience is kind of like attacking you, uh, and you're trying to impress them and ignore their shouts and dislikes, and uh, it in you know uh, defeat them essentially to have a good circus performance. Um. And you have like a finale bar that rises, uh, you know, certain amount of turns you can play per hand. All the characters have definitely it seems like a lot of different cool types of cards. Um, I haven't upgraded anyone yet, but I know you can upgrade cards and um add new cards to each character's decks. There's you know a lot of mechanics where kind of like Darkest Dungeon where your character can get like a negative status effect or a positive status effect. After you know uh, a battle or a show, so there's um, a lot, a lot to it. There you can even keep certain effects and copy them to put on other people if you get a particularly good one. And I re- really, really, uh, really like it. Like it's, I don't know, it's kind of a cool blend. Like I know, like card games are annoying nowadays just because there's so many of them. Um, like we get it. Uh, but this one, I think it's particularly cool. And plus, I love circus freaks. Like <laughs> they're kind of like my people. You know, uh, you know, I want myself a big-breasted, bearded woman in my life. Mm, mayonnaise. Yeah. 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 We <laughs> eat mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The it- famous circus treat. Oh God. <laughs>
0: Well, it certainly looks interesting. I'll say that. Um, You know, and I think a lot of card games come out because it's a a good first game for a developer to do because it's very clear cut for the programming and for the graphic artists and stuff like that. It's uh, not super complex. Um, But so that's going to be coming out August 12th, 2021. Um, And the publisher and and developer is Claybater. Uh, or clabber, Uh and then the side developers juggler games on that
1: and you can play it right now I, it doesn't say when the open beta is going to end um, so if you watch this hop on, check it out, see if uh, you can play it, um, it's definitely been a lot of fun In the music too, has this kind of old western country kind of twanginess to it that uh, I don't know, it seems like it's gonna, it could be a really cool game
0: Interesting at the very least. Absolutely, definitely better than the Lion's Song, I'd bet.
1: <laughs> hey, Dan! People love the Lion's Song. Yeah, they do.
0: I don't get it. I do not get it. So, oh, and then um, I-, I wanted to say, you know, and it's good for the YouTube algorithm, so it's good for for me to put this out there. But so, when me and uh, Justin here were having a debate on ARC versus Subnautica, put in the comment section what you guys think um it'd be interesting to hear and I'll you know what i'll do i'll put a poll out on my youtube channel and then next podcast we'll talk about uh those results to see and it's going to be favored towards arc you know for sure because most of my audience on the havoc gaming channel i got from arc but i think a lot of people who've played arc will also
1: like some nautica so it'll be interesting to see what you guys have to say search your souls and know that i'm right and uh you know, don't be baby idiots. Use your big brains and come to the proper conclusion, which is my conclusion. You guys know what's right. Me. <laughs> you know what's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. All right. Yeah. You want to get into the news? Yeah, let's get into the news. All right. The first one up. Uh, A new survey shows 59% of women hide their gender while gaming to avoid harassment. Subtext, 77% of women admit to dealing with some form of harassment. So this surprises nobody. Uh, If I was a woman, I would not go around saying I'm a woman online either.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see if like most gamers were like super attractive or something and then women would go on there to get attention like they do at the gym. <laughs> and yeah. we just got a bunch of thumbs downs on the video. Uh <laughs> Um but yeah, it, it's gross, it's creepy. I've um I've watched other guys do it. Um mm-hmm. and it's uh very unbecoming and weird.
1: But well, and well here's like the weird part like obviously, like, dudes are creepos in general. Yes. They're creepos, especially when their identity is not revealed. And then they're creepos when they could be anywhere from 12 years old to 49. So you have kind of, like, a wide range of creepo going on. Creepo cubed, if you will. Um, but here's, like, it breaks it down, though, the type of harassment they got. So this, some of this is, like, uh, I would argue with. So uh, 77% of uh, women have to deal uh, with some form of unwanted behavior while gaming. I mean, that's 100% of everybody that plays, so I'm surprised that number's that low. Well, how do you define unwanted? But, but, well, that's what I mean. I feel like even every man, like you get shit-talked in a game if you're not doing well. Um, so yeah. that, I would say that's unwanted, um, and that happens with 100% of games and gamers. So uh, where... Seventy percent say say it's their competency being questioned. Of course, again, I think that one you could say if they're doing it specifically because they're a woman, that's uh, fucked up and extra um, adds extra insult. But yeah, I mean, everybody gets their uh, competency questioned, especially if you're not doing well, and then they start hating on you, and then you start doing even worse because you know you're inside your head. I did that in League of Legends all the time. You get flamed like a motherfucker. Um, So, following. Oh, sorry. What? I was going to say
0: I never play online until I've at least mastered playing it solo. And that's one way that I personally avoid it. I know a lot of people, they jump into multiplayer games and they, they don't even bother practicing or anything. They just go right into the competition aspect. It's like, ooh, so why does everybody hate me? <laughs> it's because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> go learn a little bit and then come back. So you're not dragging the whole goddamn team down. Yeah. No, I don't care. Um, I, I, tip, I usually don't care at all.
1: I'd say uh, the next one is they're falling victim to gatekeeping 65% of the time. Um,. That one, yeah, I mean, that's like your clear sexism there. Like, oh, you're a woman, you can't play, or, you know, oh, dude's rule. I've never seen that, I,
0: you know, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I've, I've never seen, seen it. it.
1: I've I mean, definitely seen it more, but I don't play much anymore, but, I mean, back in the day with, like, uh, Halo, um, people would definitely uh, be like, oh, we got a woman on our team type bullshit.
0: I think um, some of that might come from um, you know, the, the different types of games that women and men tend to play. Like, uh, more women... I think there's actually more uh, women who are gamers. Uh, there's more gamers who are women than there are men. But it's the type of games that women play. Like, women are more yeah. likely to play cell phone games and casual mm-hmm. games, while men are more likely to play competitive and more complex games yeah. um you know so that, that's kind of a aspect to that as well i'm not saying that there's no woman who plays competitive hardcore difficult to play games again yeah. you know my wife beats my ass in civ 6 almost 100 percent of the time yeah. <laughs> you know and i'm yeah. i'm not i'm not bad at civ 6 she's just really good
1: so yeah I'd say this one. The next one is one. Uh, I'm surprised it's this low. Uh, but uh, they're being patronized 50% of the time. Um, Betas? Well, I don't know. I think what they're saying here is you're so when you're being condescending. Oh. You're being patronizing. Okay. So you're like, oh, yeah, you're doing great, sweetheart. Or, uh, oh, yeah, you're amazing. any kind of sarcasm type that or uh you know i guess what they call mansplaining which i disagree with as a term but you can kind of understand what they're saying with it
0: i think that's so cringy like i cringe like even when someone calls like a a woman they just met sweetheart like why are you calling Mm -hmm. her sweetheart dude Mm -hmm. like she
1: could be a bitch you don't know (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: yeah there is a condescending element to that and uh you know, I, I probably would not tolerate that too well either.
1: If I saw that going on. And then uh, unsolicited relationship asks. 44% <laughs> of women have to deal with. What, what percent? 44. Oh, no. Oh, Joe, so, uh, you, you want to go out with me?
0: <sighs> oh.
1: Hi. What size are your boobies?
0: (laughs) I watch tentacle porn when I'm alone.
1: (laughs) Well, who does that, my friend? Come on. (laughs) Let's not bring tentacle porn into this. Not hurt (laughs) nobody. Tentacle porn is the friend of the people, comrade. And then it goes on to uh, 71% of uh, participants pointed out that uh, to help with these issues, they need companies to help. For example, by like gaming ads being my more diverse. Yeah, that's what that's what you need. It's uh, men are hitting on you because uh, gaming ads are not more di- are not more diverse. Uh, that's that's absolutely hilarious. It's dumb. It's a it's not a good idea. It's it's not a good point. Uh, I don't think that helps as much as people assume it would. Um. So you, better gaming ads That's yeah. What, which company told you that? Yeah, we, we need more
0: ads <laughs> Our science has shown That These women need help And to give them help We need more ads With more women in them That is the only way We need to sell you our products more But with women That is the key To solving Sexism in gaming <laughs> Next up, oh, more ads. I got abs. a unicorn to sell you. This unicorn, top-notch unicorn. <laughs>
1: oh, that's great! That's great. Yeah, yeah, that I, I, I love this. I, I absolutely love this type of stuff.
0: I do too. I, I find it really interesting. Um, you know, if I were to guess, I would, I would say that you know, I, I would think the biggest problem is unwanted advances by random men all the time because as soon as absolutely. as soon as you have a mic and you're a female and you're playing a game and people know you're a female like i bet you can just feel the attention just
1: bzzz. absolutely and it's like all yeah. these horny guys you know oh, yeah dude. <laughs> the horny boys dude out there fucking running amok dude yeah that's true That's true but i i, I don't know it, it, you probably need uh moderation um on shit like that, to be like, look, you can't be uh, trying to make sexual advances at people on this video game. Um, so, like, give warnings and maybe kick people out for that. I don't think it's ads, though. I don't really no. think ads are going to be. The
0: diversity in ads, yeah. I don't yeah. think that's the problem. You know, what the problem is, is it's, it's maturity. You know, if, if you're playing games with younger guys, the most dangerous people on this planet are young men because they're also the dumbest people uh, and the least, exp- like, they're just dumb. I mean, if you go and look at a prison population, a lot of them are there, and they're younger men, you know, between, what, 15 and 30 years old. Um, they're unless dangerous and they're been stupid. they in there
1: for 30 years.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, unless they're 60, it's because they got put in there when they were 30. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I do feel bad for women who have to go through that and, you know, maybe you can get in with a community of uh, older gamers. You know, um, more mature people would probably be a good bet. Yeah, but there's a lot of horny old men out there too. Dude. There is. They're just better at hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They're more creepy. You're not safe anywhere, women. You're not I'm safe anywhere. Your window
1: right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh- uh- so we can, we can go right from there um, into the next uh, piece of news here. Twitch addresses hot tub streaming controversy by adding a hot tub category.
0: <laughs> nice. That's yeah. a good way to take care of that problem.
1: Yeah. I actually uh, I, I, I don't mind this. Um, so basically, I'm not, I'm not going to read from this article, but basically what was happening is People were mad because Twitch got very aggressive towards um any kind of skimpy bikini streaming but they would let it slide if you were in like a bathtub or a hot tub or maybe not a bathtub but like a pool and so chicks would just wear bikinis and get into like inflatable pools and stream you know their you know uh, to their horny simp boys yeah. and People were complaining because it's like, in a way, it was kind of bending the terms of service. Um, but to solve it, uh, uh, they just said, okay, Twitch was just like, okay, well, we'll just make it its own channel. And then people know what they're getting into. They see it, what it is, and they can go there. Which I think is fine. I, I, don't, I don't see why you can't let women make some money off simps. Um, I don't know why they're so specific about making it a gaming or that, you know, th- a weirdly focused type of platform. Um, I guess they have some business strategy in mind that I don't see. However, you know, what chicks make money off simps, you make money off the chicks. I mean, you're, you know, you're the big pimp. You know, maybe
0: it's uh, they're trying to keep them on the platform because you know, there's other platforms that, I mean, that's pretty much what softcore porn. I mean, they could yeah. go to OnlyFans, you know, and then now Twitter's lost. You know these heavy hitter uh, women uh, mm-hmm. who bring in a lot of uh, income and a lot of viewers. Uh, you know, and that's something that uh, you know. I bet you the people who complain the most are ugly, fat women. Jesus.
1: <laughs> but Don't even away, a, I guess,
0: even as a guy, though, like honestly, it sucks because. You know, you could be the best gamer in the world. Like, typically when it comes to uh, being a
1: live streamer. I could see incels being very mad. I, I think incels kind of hate women that um, use yeah. sex to gain a following. Um, because, you know, it's like an even further like rejection of them in life.
0: Yeah, that's a, I, that's a pretty small portion of the population. I know that women are very harsh. Really? I know women are very harsh with other women
1: well that's true as well you got your prudish well and even then you could say that's like an evolutionary tactic yeah to uh tear down your rivals to boost your uh breeding status you gotta get that uh, top in the mail. tribe
0: yeah you gotta yeah. get that top male yeah uh, but uh yeah w- with live streaming as a guy it sucks when you you're you're consistent and like either you're a really good gamer or you're really entertaining. You're really funny you know you put a lot of time and effort and uh, and then just some bimbo with big boobs doesn't do shit just comes out it's like hey look at me like get the fuck out of here
1: stupid bitch you know (laughs) Jesus yeah I don't know I I, I don't understand why people would have a problem with it but
0: Yeah, yeah honestly I don't I don't care I think that Twitter made the right move you know uh but I do understand also that it can be annoying uh that you work so hard as a live streamer and then like some gamer oh, girl Yeah. And then some gamer girl just gets a ton of viewers just because she's hot. You know, and that's yeah, that's but, actually a benefit well, to um yeah. you, we were just talking about how a lot of women don't like the attention in the gaming community, but then you got the flip side of the coin where it's like, well, there's women who make tons of money from doing that exact same thing. You know, so yeah, it
1: just goes to show that diversity of it. You can't box up people in groups as big as woman or male or white or black. Like these terms are encompass way too many people, too many individuals to be like effective uh, categories. So, you know, I, I I don't know. I think if you the one problem you have with it is you don't want like boys, young boys to be looking at ladies or whatever having it as a tag or whatever that's like hey this is what it is your parents can maybe moderate it or uh, put blocks in to prevent that um
0: it, it's it's a type of porn for
1: sure yeah yeah but, but i think i i, I mean I, I i look some people are born smarter than other people and they get that to use that advantage some people are born stronger than other people and they get to use that advantage in life um So if you're born attractive, you got to use that advantage. And look, if you're mad that, oh, some girl in a hot tub gets more streamers than you and you bust your butt trying to be the best gamer ever, you know, uh, stop trying to tear her down. Work on yourself, you know, get funnier, uh, get better at games, get more interesting, uh, do cooler things in life, uh, you know, improve, improve yourself. Don't try to drag everyone else down to your fucking level.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, you know. Uh, I know what I said a little bit ago seemed a little aggressive, but I was just kind of trying to make a point for... Shit talking. Yeah, I was just shit talking, but there is a point to it as well, I think, you know, because I did see it a little bit. uh, I never got onto Twitch, uh, but Mm. Blaze from the Navy, he was on Twitch, and he he was pretty consistent, and he was trying, and he just uh, couldn't seem to get any... um, attention you know and then you see it's a crowded market it's a crowded market too it's a crowded market too uh but Mm -hmm. it's a huge advantage to be an attractive woman
1: uh online yeah sure
0: and and that's fine you know
1: just like it's a huge advantage to be tall if you play basketball
0: yes exactly you know and if you're a hardcore gamer uh you know maybe twitch isn't the best place for you you know maybe you could look for a sponsor and uh try to get onto a team and compete that way you know um because twitch and youtube is so overly saturated even what we're doing with this podcast like oh, i'll never be big but i won't say that it would just take a long time and it would take a lot of consistent consistency on our behalf yeah. um which is the goal i would say uh I-, I would like to do this for a while i look forward to this every week um, yeah it's fun so hopefully people enjoy it, you know. Hopefully we don't offend everybody yeah. <laughs> off the
1: platform or off the of platform. I our wanna podcast. offend everyone. I say, fuck you all. Yeah. Coming after you. I'm coming after you, your precious ideas. Well, um yeah. but I thought I don't know, I thought this was interesting. It is because, interesting. Because um, it I, I I think it's a fine way to handle it. It's like, okay, we'll just call it what it is, done.
0: That's what I would do, I think, if I yeah. had a business. You want to keep them on your platform you don't want them going to uh, other platforms, so just handle it That's a good way oh, to handle yeah. it.
1: Just be honest with what it is and yeah, boom. Oh, done Yeah, dude. Let them bitches make the money uh, Victoria 3 announced by Paradox Interactive at ParadoxCon plus expansions So people have been bitching I guess for a while it's been 11 years since they did victoria and they've done all the other franchises since then so they did uh universalis 4 first then they did um hearts of iron and maybe i got this switched but and then they did a uh, crusader kings 3 which i really like um and so people were like where's the love for victoria 3 which essentially bridges the gap between your universalis 4 and Hearts of Iron, so you know it's kind of cool. It's like one of the few games kind of in Victorian, uh, Victorian times. Um, it's a grand strategy game, uh, very similar to uh, Hearts of Iron and Universalis Four. Um, I don't think it's as much like uh, Crusader Kings, you know, where it's you don't have the interpersonal stuff. Um, but I don't know. People are pumped for this. It's probably the only paradox grand strategy that uh, I haven't played um, very, very much, but I'll probably play this new one when it comes out.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Victoria 2 got very positive, to overwhelmingly positive reviews. Um, it kind of looks like a
1: Civ 6 game, huh? A little bit. No so grand strategy, not really 4x. I don't believe. Not 4x. Okay.
0: Yeah, it looks interesting. It looks like a lot of micromanaging uh, data and statistics yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah, and all those games are like that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot of it's a lot of complexity stacked on top of each other. Yeah, I don't know if I would play that. I don't know
0: if I would want to put the time into learning all that. <laughs> looks like a lot um, of learning
1: to do. Yeah, they're cool though. I think once you get into one. Of them the other ones become easier like the first one that hooked me was crusader kings 2 and um just an f- absolutely fucking magnificent game and i think three is a really good base foundation it, like a lot of people are kind of complaining about the expansions but it came with so much stuff in the base game that the second one didn't um that you know i was very impressed and i'm enjoying it a lot interesting yeah. Huh. So once you kind of like that, once you get one of them down, you can kind of see some, see how the systems are similar. I believe Hearts of Iron 4 is on um, uh, Game Pass. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. I
0: yeah, guess that, that's, that makes
1: sense. I mean, that's it, when it's World War Two. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, like when I first picked up Civ 5, I, I had just started a game. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, yeah. like it's hard to be super new and super fresh at a game like that um because it's just you don't even know where to start you know and civ 5 when i first played that game it's like i don't know how to get to the next turn you know <laughs> <laughs> let alone how to run the economy and grow my empire you know but then once you learn it and then civ 6 comes out it's like well it's pretty easy you know now you know how civ 6 works pretty much so really
1: good have you not played any of the uh paradox grand strategies I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I mean, I recommend uh, Crusader Kings. Either get, like, a good deal on, like, all of two with a lot of the expansions, or um, get three. Crusader Kings
0: 3. Yeah, oh, wow, they uh, want your age verification. Must be pretty uh, vulgar, huh? Uh, There's some
1: vulgar shit in there for sure.
0: Very positive reviews. Came out September 1st, 2020. mm mm-hmm. And won a bunch of awards uh got, yeah it's just got really good reviews all the way around interesting i'll i'll look into it more
1: yeah very good uh, the last one here um not a ton of news this isn't really a big deal but uh i think they're adding the normandy in a no man's Skies, it's kind of a little joint thing um and then the new expeditions mode came out like a month and a half ago for it um i know we both played this about like a year or two ago uh, so if you wanted to talk about um talk about it at all
0: sure yeah i um i never played it uh when it first came out uh when everybody was super hyped about it and then everybody was yeah. super disappointed when it came out uh so i wasn't in that group of people so i, yeah, I thought really... it looked
1: bad what's that i thought I it thought bad. looked bad like that it was bad. Coming out.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, there's going to be people who were in that original pool that are going to be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, or whatever. Um, So I started playing like a year and a half ago, and I probably put, I don't know, I could check how many hours I put into it, but um, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I felt like it needed uh, some more help still. I think Expeditions is a good uh, step in the right direction. Um, You know, I I got to a point in the game where there was nothing left to do, but like, uh, traverse from one space station to another and just talk to the people. I forgot why I had to talk to them, but that that's all I had left to do. Um, and it, it got, there, there was a point where there's nothing left to do pretty much. It just got really boring. And what would have been nice was to have some kind of, um, some more in-depth missions to do, not just these very shallow, you know, go to this planet and do that a thousand times. You know because that's how the missions were set up when i played um it was just like a couple styles of different missions and they were all the same and you just had to do them over and over and over and over again so what i thought was missing was uh deeper richer uh
1: missions to do mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean i agree with that there's a lot of parts about it that uh, feel kind of hollow um still but I, I mean i'm definitely impressed with what they've been able to do with that game um and really turn it into a good product a good game really fulfilled and expanded you know uh on promises it made so really they really took ownership of that failure and um made something really fucking cool out of it i'd say and this is definitely, you know, looking at a big weakness the game had and solving it. Um, which really kind of shows you, you know, kind of how they've been adding on to the game. You know, since the first time they kept big, like, okay, this is a problem. Solve it. Multiplayer, we lied about it. We just lied about having it. So, <laughs> <though>. solved it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and obviously they, um, they fucked up pretty big time in the beginning. Uh, but, you know. I gotta say, reputation repaired by this point for sure.
0: Yeah, the the um. recent reviews on Steam, which is usually uh, better to go off of, because uh, they've got yeah, they've got two different uh, reviews on Steam. All the reviews mm-hmm. uh, compiled into one, and more recent reviews, uh, the, all the reviews mixed into one is uh, mixed. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. love it, a lot of people hate it. But that's also the reviews from when it very when it first came out. Everybody hated it and it's probably mostly negative, so accumulatively, it's mixed, but the recent Mm. reviews are very positive. Um, And I I had almost 100 hours into it, which isn't a small amount, you know? Yeah. Um, So I got a pretty Pretty good amount. Yeah, I I had a decent taste for it, and uh, like you said, uh, there was just a lot of elements that kind of made the game still feel a little bit hollow, Um, and hopefully Expeditions will kind of um, fill that, add a little bit of color, or
1: warmth, to the
0: game. I guess this yeah, one way to put I mean, it.
1: I was playing like my friend got me into it, so I was playing with him, and I got to like the hub thing where you can see the other people. Um, but even playing with him, I was like, oh yeah, here's your base. Oh, we can go kill this bounty pirate. But there wasn't there wasn't much to do like um, together. So to the fact that they tackled that very specific thing, that's um, cool, and that's what people want. You know, they want to be able to play with their friends and have something important to do so you know and they I, added sandworms a while ago and that's like okay you got sandworms that's dope yeah dune style oh
0: yeah you know, it'd be nice is that if they took a game like that and um i don't know like teamed up with id software or something for the uh, uh movement and combat physics because like no man's sky has kind of the same problem that uh subnautica has where the enemies are subpar uh and it mm-hmm. you know If you added enemies and you added fun combat, I think that would really boost the game up a lot. Especially a game like Subnautica. Imagine if you landed on, or not Subnautica, uh, No Man's Sky. Imagine if you landed on a planet and then it was like Rage 2. Where it's like super fast, like really good feeling first person shooter style movement. And a lot more enemies. I think that would be really cool to see.
1: Yeah, and I do think the the generation, and it's the only way you can do a game like that. Um, so I don't want to knock it too hard, but the, a lot of the shit looks the same or it looks bad because of the random generation. Um, so I don't know. Hand-drawn is always going to outdo that stuff, and it's always going to feel more alive when there's like an artist touch there than... When you just auto-generate everything. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah. obviously, I mean, the, it, with the trillions of stars or whatever he says, like, that's impossible. But um, I think that definitely goes a long way for for it not being good.
0: I, would, I, I bet you uh, in the not-too-distant future there will be incentive for a programmer or a team of programmers to come up with some type of algorithm to allow... Um, like a Genova program or you know where it creates all these really good planets um, with some kind of like AI style programming um, where everything makes sense and everything Mm -hmm. works well and you know there's enemies where they should be and buildings where they should be um, you know and it can be done and really that could be its own business you know, I think I think there's companies that work just on physics engines. You know, there's there's uh, companies that work just on uh, GPUs. Uh, mm. You know, so why can't there be a, a company that works on random Genova-style uh, planet terraforming? Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe um, someday we'll get there. I, I don't bet you know we enough will.
0: about it. I bet you we will. I mean, the video game industry is so much bigger than the movie industry, even. And uh, I think it's only getting bigger. So uh, I don't see a reason why we won't see that in another 10
1: years. Yes. Alrighty. So I think that is everything I want to cover for the news. Um, And then we can go on to upcoming games and then get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. For some reason, I hear that
0: as John Travolta. John Travolta voice in my head when you say that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> get out! Get out no, of No, I here. try it. I don't see so. Get out of here! <laughs> so, we got uh, Sunless Skies Sovereign Edition uh, came out a couple days ago uh, this week. Very positive rating of 80%. Uh, May 19th. Um, I already said that. And then 24 99 is the cost for that one. Uh, Frozenheim, which is like a tactics type of rts game i believe um came out may 20th that one's uh, 1699 it's got mixed reviews Uh, 25th of may we got bio mutant coming out it's like a kung fu cyber mutant animal open world rpg so with that jumble of words, what more could you want? That is 5999.
0: I think um, It seems kinda cool. Anyone who who's interested, PewDiePie got access to it and did uh is doing a live stream on that. Uh, so you can see what it's about on PewDiePie's
1: channel. Check out Mr. Pie. Uh, Mr. Pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever his name close, is. Uh, close personal friends of ours. Yeah. <laughs> um then we got uh King of Seas. That's kinda of another one that's been semi Profile that also comes out May 25th, $24.99. For that one, we also have Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remastered uh, that comes out also May 25th for $49.99. Old school PlayStation Boys will probably enjoy that one. Anime Geeks, and then we got the Capcom Arcade Stadium uh, coming out May 25th. Technically, it's free, but to get all the games in it, uh, it'll cost about forty bucks. It's got games like Street Fighter II Turbo, Battle Circuit, Final Fight, Ghosts and Ghouls, Bionic uh, Commando, and you know a shit ton more. And then uh, last, and maybe least, uh, we had a Solasta Crown of the Magistar that's coming out May twenty seventh. Apparently, it's like a D and D faithful CRPG. Um, tactical type uh one though so thirty nine ninety nine. That that might be pretty cool too. There's a lot of CRPGs out nowadays though, so it's kind of got a, a lot of competition. Yeah, you know anything about any of those? Care about any of those? Um, yeah.
0: I don't know much about uh any of those really, other than uh, Bio Mutant. Um, I'm not super excited about Biomutant. It's like a third person shooter. RPG style. Um hmm. and uh when I I saw a little bit of PewDiePie playing it and it just kind of looked like uh mm, kind of generic uh looking. Um I hate to be mean, you know. It's yeah. I, I usually take the side of developers, you know, uh because I have a theory that gamers have gotten kind of spoiled, you know, where um every gamer wants a game to be perfect and that will never be the case ever yeah. you know and i saw that a lot with cyberpunk 2077 uh, on the pc now people on the ps4 and on consoles they had a reason to be pissed PS four actually pulled it off of their off of their uh, digital store because it was just so bugged that sony was like we can't be selling a
1: game like this on our well, platform it couldn't even play on the regular systems really it was that yeah. bad Dude, the, it was like yeah, like ten frames per second. It looked absolutely horrible. It, I mean, it's totally unplayable.
0: Ugh. that makes me cringe. On the PC, I had a really good time on the PC playing yeah. it.
1: It was fine. Yeah, yeah. It was no really no worse than a Bethesda game, really. Like I, brand new. Like when a Fallout <laughs> comes out or a Skyrim comes out, that first week. Yeah.
0: Well, there was a time, you know, and uh, I know I talk about John Carmack all the time you know but back in the day you know id software you know they they didn't have a publisher you know it was just them the developer and when they were asked you know when when Ah, when is the game
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) when they would would be asked when is this game coming out Carmack would just say it'll be finished when it's finished you know Mm -hmm. and and then when they put it out it was done it ran smoothly it was a great game and then nowadays you've got all this pressure you know um from publishers uh, typically, um, and some, sometimes it's self-imposed, I would say, uh, but where it's like, yeah, it's going to come out on this day. And then usually what mm-hmm. happens is that they will come up. is like, oh, we need another week. We need another two weeks. And then, no, they need a whole nother year is what they need. You know, yeah. uh, but they've already marketed it. They, they marketed it way too soon, but on they couldn't afford to not market it because yeah, people cost a lot of money. You know, programmers cost a shitload of money. Graphic artists hit cost a shitload of money. Writers, voice actors, keeping the lights on in the brick and mortar, uh, you know, place that they're working out of. All that costs so much money. And so they need to some, sometimes they just have to put a game out so they don't go broke and have to shut everything down, which happens to developers all the time. Like Telltale uh, Studios, uh, the company that was making the Walking Dead games. Um they were right in the middle of making one of the Walking Dead games and uh, hey, we're out of money, close down. Yeah.
1: yeah. They were pumping out games, like tons of games, tons of IPs.
0: It's scary. Too much. It's scary. Yeah,
1: it, it was too much. Yeah, it is too much.
0: You know. Too much too quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of companies go out of business because, you know, they get that success. They get a bunch of money. It's like okay, let's go do all this stuff. Expand too fast, yeah. Expand too fast, yeah. They should have played more Civilization Six.
1: They would have known yeah. to slow down. Rookies, rookies, <laughs> <Yeah>. absolute rookies. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thanks everyone for uh, watching the Nuclear Brigade podcast. Oh. Uh, I'm Justin Land. This is Alexander Hayhoe. Uh Please like and subscribe if you enjoyed it. Leave a comment telling us uh, which one is better looking. It's me, of course, as always. And uh, y'all have a wonderful week.